everything living, plants, animals, humans, all of that, they were created in love and designed to respond to love. And if you notice that anything in the spirit or in the natural is resisting you, your strategy is, Lord, how can I love? How can I love? How can I love? And that all created order, everything created, all creation is eagerly waiting for sons and daughters. They're groaning and eagerly awaiting. And so it's sons and daughters who, as the Bible says, have been perfected in love and they know how to change the molecular structure of all creation. Just like when Jesus turned water into wine. The molecules and atoms on that atomic level were saying, hey, we're water, but he loves us. If you need us to be wine, we'll be whatever the heck you like. If you need to walk on us as solid, even though we're water, but you want to walk on water, then we'll be solid because he loves us. We will serve at the master's pleasure because we respond to love. And that's what all created order does. They respond to love. Plants, animals. We talked about plants um, being taken from a uh, scene of a crime. And then polygraph tests hook up, uh, polygraph machines hook up, hooked up to the plant. And when uh, they took the plant from a murder scene and the lineup of suspects walked in, the needle on the polygraph started going off when suspect number three walked in, knowing that that plant can tell who's got evil intent. God's teaching the church right now how to love, but it's not just, hey, I'm in love with something that we're doing or something in my region or someone or the church based on phileo, a feeling, because that'll come and go. How do you know in relationships if you really have agape versus phileo? And that's because your feelings do ebb and flow, but after all of that happens, your agape is still strong and firm. You don't know whether you have love beyond a feeling unless something happens and the feeling is challenged and Gape stands firm in your relationships. It's important. Passion is great. People all over the planet are passionate people. But our passion and our phileo love has to serve the agape love. Can you say amen to that? Emotions are amazing because once you have a calling from God and it gets into your desires or gets into your emotions, you'll go a thousand times further than you would if there was nothing on the commitment that you had. So we have to have emotions. Whatsoever things you desire, Jesus said, when you pray, if you believe that you'll have them, you will. That's why it's so important to unlock our desires. Sometimes, though, you find yourself serving when it doesn't feel good. Sometimes you find yourself um, trusting God to go walk on water, so to speak, during the dark night of the soul when it doesn't measure up. There's no mindset or there's no rationale for the reason why you're doing what you're doing, but God says, go anyway. Sometimes I've heard it said of leaders that you know you're a good leader if people are following. To which I just say to that, you know you're a good leader if you obey the Lord. Yeah. Becky has spent a decade or more, probably more than that, about 15 years, literally not only praising the Lord around the house, but setting the atmosphere for the Lord. Everything living, she got a hold of all creation a long time ago. 
and begin to talk to all of our plants. If you've been to our house, all of our plants are like completely green, amazing. It's more than a green thumb. She actually talks to them and not just waters them. She'll feel their leaves, she'll talk to them. One time when she was sick, um, probably a decade ago, um, she was recovering from a surgery that she had had, and the plant that was right behind where she was sitting on uh, her, uh, a chair that she has actually leaned over and touched uh, her shoulder while she was sleeping, and she woke up, and that plant was actually leaning over on her. She had talked to that plant for years. She talks to our plants outside. She talks to our fish. We have a pond and these fish, and every time she's out in the garden, I promise you, the fish are like a school. They're right where she is, and when she moves, they move right with her because she's talked to them. Uh, our house is filled with sparrows and birds, and I remember getting uh, heated about that one time and saying, I'm calling the pest control. This is ridiculous, <laughs> and they've made nests everywhere. And so the guy comes in, he goes up in the attic, he gets down, he I, the ladder, you know, comes down the ladder and he goes, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, absolutely, sure. And uh, he goes, so I've climbed up in your attic, I've walked around your house, and then I walked the neighborhood just to see um, if your house was an, an anomaly from the neighborhood. And he goes, I don't know if you're a religious man or not. He asked me to sit down at, at my own table. He goes, maybe we should sit down. And I was like, sure. Uh, and so he, we sit down and he goes, I don't know if you're a religious man or, or not, but all creation literally has come to your house. We have raccoon tracks, we have all kinds of stuff, and I go, I know, I know. It's, um, yeah, can you help me? <laughs> About that time, Becky comes down and she goes, don't kill him. Do not kill them. And so we've kind of gone around uh, about it uh, uh, over the years. So uh, where was I? John 16. John 16, we gotta go. All right, here we go, 25. These things, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. These things I have spoken to you in figures of speech. An hour is coming when I no longer speak to you in figure of speech. An hour is coming to, where I no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but I will tell you. Some of the translations there say, I will show you plainly about the Father. I'm not going to talk to you anymore in figures of speech. I'm going to show you plainly about the Father. How many of you know there's been a season of maturity where Jesus doesn't have to talk to us in figures of speech anymore? that there's an hour where Jesus is now revealing to us plainly about the Father. That word show or tell is actually the word shoe in the Hebrew, and it means to experience. I will let you experience the Father. I will speak to you in such a clear degree, you'll actually experience the Father from now on. And that's the word of the Lord to you. It's time to experience the Father, not just know Him intellectually, but actually experience Him. I will show you plainly of my Father. I will let you experience the words that I am saying, the works that we are doing, the signs, wonders, and miracles. Heaven is about to come alive. And I believe that we're in a season right now of that. I believe we're in a season now of independence from the religious spirit. 
We're in a season right now of independence from slavery to man. God is opening up right now, not just states or the United States, but Jesus paid the price for us to be free from the religious spirit, from the law of sin and death or the laws of man. And we've got an independence from that freedom and a dependence upon him for everything we are, everything we have, everything we need. I will show you. I will let you experience my kingdom firsthand because my Father loves you. You know, I was thinking about the religious spirit and freedom from the religious spirit. And the religious spirit demands perfection. It's not just the religious spirit that operates in church. You can get the religious spirit in every sphere of society. It operates in homes. It operates in relationships. It operates in business. It's that demand upon someone else for a perfection that you yourself aren't walking in. Or someone demanding a perfection upon you that they themselves aren't walking in. The old, do what I say, not as I do. A demand upon someone else for a perfection that someone who's demanding it isn't themselves walking in. Jesus said it this way, Pharisees, you put rules on the people that you yourselves are unable to bear or unwilling. But we're getting free from that. Sometimes it's a perfection that you've put on yourself. Don't know where it came from, but God's breaking that now. God's saying, I want you to live for me. You don't live for man. Because when you live for man, you die for man for all the wrong reasons. And God's breaking that off. 